Illustrious Minds Podcast, Episode 15. Well, it has been quite a ride for me from the last episode that I posted on this application. Um, let's see, how can I put it? I was working two jobs around the time I found this awesome app and started using it. So one of the jobs I ended up getting fired from, right? And it was for a weak reason, but we're not here to talk about that because things have metamorphosed, metamorphosis so many ways past you losing a job, right? So I lost that job. I still have my other job. My other job started to give me the hours that I was getting between both jobs. So I was making some pretty decent money, right? It was like a little dry patch where I wasn't really making that much money, but then they got me like locked in the system full time and um, it, it, it was cool. It was cool. So, you know, our, our buddies over there in Georgia at the CDC, um, they decided to put mandates on restaurants and restaurant workers, owners and employees. And um, it was something like either get tested every 72 hours or take the shot, right? And um, by the amount of plays on my last episode, 32 people played that episode, which is... I'm really glad people got to see, feel, and understand where I'm coming from. Because, yes, that episode was last year, June the 24th, either June or July, one of them, right? And um, now to see everything come full circle, it's, it's pathetic, right? So, bam. It was like that Sunday, that Monday, I was basically out of the job, right? And what made it so crazy was that um, my employer actually wanted me to work that week because he didn't have anybody to fill the position, right? But I didn't get the message until a week after. So it's like it never happened. So, you know, that was... That was kind of weird because I really liked my employer. I thought the job was really cool. And um, I, I didn't want to leave him in a situation where it had him feeling like I burned him. Like I left him hanging. And regardless of how you roll a dice on that, that's exactly what happened. If we're going to talk about accountability, because I li- literally listened to the last episode that I made. And that was a powerful episode. But one thing I talked about in that episode was accountability, right? So, bam, out of a job. What makes it even worse is that um, one caveat that a a lot of people, including myself, didn't know at the time was that um, if you quit your job due, doing, due to a mandate that you refuse to comply with, your unemployment is done. Done. You've relinquished it. 
right? So it's like I had to take two L's back to back. Ah, that really sucked. Around this time, I was working with my good friend Tony Tone out in Hanover, Germany. Shouts out to Tony Tone. That's my brother from day one, man. Um, his production provided me with the most played song I've ever released on SoundCloud, which was a song called No Better Than This. It was a ode to hip hop. And he made the beat. I rapped on it. Um, I don't really remember how me and Tony Tone met. But I always liked him. He always liked me. And he hit me up one day and he was like, yo, I like the way you rap. I got a couple beats. Let's see if we can push something together. And I think he sent me like three beats. And no better than this was like one of one of the three beats. And like I, I think I wrote that song in like a day. Right? Because I was just that inspired about what the music was telling me to say. So he was putting together an album because he inboxed me. Around the time of this last, this last podcast, this is the, the the context that we're going for, right? And um, so he tells me he's got this album, final chapter to uh, his Secret Sword series. And I think it was Secret Swords 3, right? And um, he was like, look, I want you to, um, I want you to be a part of this project. And he was like, I start mixing in three days. Because I got all the vocals and I'm ready to like get busy with it. And how soon can you come up with a song? And when when I say when I say Tony Tone is my family, man, like 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 most people will look at me and be like, Well, you never met the man before in your life. Did I really need to? Or did I already meet him on social media? Because if the image that you put out is the person that you stand behind. And the description and portrayal of you is as accurate online as you want it to be in real life, then I've already met you. We're already cool. Same things that make you happy, make me happy. Anger, frustration, so on and so forth. So I came up with the song. The song was called The War. And uh, this, is, this is the first notch of everything doing this 1080 and um, I will probably go down in history as one of the artists that got banned for medical misinformation my song got banned for medical misinformation even though everything I said in that song was what I Found as far as information to be the truth at that time. And it wasn't even information that I gathered up because it was information I had already like put together months before him even asking me to do the song. So this was just months of information where I was just like, well, this doesn't add up, this doesn't add up, this doesn't add up, this doesn't add up. And I'm gonna put it all in a rhyme and make it dope. And I'm gonna make more people ask questions. Right? That was the point of the song. And, um, you know, to, to, to much to our surprises, it was swiftly banned. And I believe uh, Tony received his second strike on YouTube. And it's like my song, which was supposed which was supposed to be the intro of the album, ended up becoming the hidden song on the CD. 
Now, most artists will probably look at me and be like, you know, didn't that bother you? Didn't you feel a certain way? Why'd you even put your song on there? And it's like, you don't get it. The fact that the message is still out there, that's really what I wanted. In the end, whether it was the intro or the hidden song on there. And it feels surreal to me because... And let me tell you one of the reasons why, why, why I went with it regardless. Um, one of the albums in my lifetime, from front to back, from intro to outro, that always sat with me a certain way was Jizz's Liquid Swords, right? And one of what I believe to be one of the greatest hip-hop songs that have ever been written in the lifetime of hip-hop is a song by Killer Priest, which is a hidden, it was a hidden song. I don't think it's hidden anymore. They made it into a song on like the third or fourth pressing of the album, but probably Griffin Records, right? Because I think he was with Griffin. And, um, but when the album first came out, I remember it was a hidden song. Like you actually had to let the CD play for like five minutes. I, I still have Liquid Swords around here and I think it's like one of the first one of the first presses. And like you gotta let the album play for like for like three or five minutes before the song actually comes on. And then if you just let the album play after the last song, the song comes on. And it's been a, and, and uh, the song is called Bible. And Bible is an acronym for basic instructions before leaving Earth. And when I heard the song for the first time, I was just like, whoa, who is this guy? Because this isn't the Jizzah. I got a different voice. But he did a feature on the album. I think it was like Six Chamber or something like that. Uh, you know, you don't forget Killer Priest verse, man. I judge wisely as if nothing ever surprised me. Lounging between two pillars of ivory. I'm lively, my dome piece is like building stones in Greece. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Wu-Tang, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, so I got word that Homie was actually on a song on this album. Because one thing I'm not telling you guys about Tony Tone is that uh, he is Wu-Tang affiliated, man. Like he's made some beats for Son of Man, if I remember him telling me correctly. And I remember Sons of Man, Wake Up, you know, um, Quiet weapons for silent wars. Like, like I always mess with Killer Army, bro. Like Killer Army was, was like one of one of them one of them Wu Tang offshoots that like y'all just don't know, man. And these dudes was always dropping knowledge from the beginning. These dudes was dropping straight knowledge. Like you would go back and listen to that that first album and just be like, wow, these dudes was on it, bro. They was on it. They was on it. So yeah, he gave me word right that um. Not only Killer Priest was on there, but I think uh, Heaven Raza, because he used to call himself Hell Raza, but I think he changed his name. So respectfully, Heaven Raza, right? I believe I'm saying it right. I hope I'm not butchering it. And um, these two people were going to be on the album. Not even on the same song, but they were going to be on the album. I was like, word, Killer Priest going to be on this album, bro? I'm like, I'm like, you know, I've evolved past the point of like having quote unquote idols and stuff like that, but you know, just to be around this guy that like influenced me to even do this. And now, regardless of how big or how small this album is, regardless of if, if I'm even on the same song with homie, the fact that I'm on a project with this dude, man, 
Like I heard his double album. It was like the life and times of, of something, man. Like that album is so cold blooded, man. Like you, I, I can't remember what the name of that. It was like the life and times of something, and it was a double album, bro. And it's like I'm pretty sure I got to like maybe the first song into the second album, and like every song was bopping on that album, bro. And it had like. A multi-layered level of knowledge, right? And that's why I mess with Killer Priest, bro, because like he's always he's always been one of them dudes to me, man. You know, one of them, one of one of them, one of them elders, man, them ancients, man. So at least to me, so um, that just gives you a, a better idea. Like I didn't want to go on a tangent, but I had to explain it for any of it to make sense, because none of you know these people, so. We did the song. It was wild. I was kind of like tripped out because I'm like, wow. Um, I, I, I didn't expect that to happen. And like now as a result, am I like, you know, enemy of the state, public enemy number one? Like, I kind of felt like that until the next week. This literally happened the next week. And in between these two weeks, I'm pretty sure I lost my phone. And I don't know what I did with it, what happened to it. I went out one night and I left with it. And then by the time I got home, I realized I didn't have it. And where I was at, they said they didn't know where it was at. And I thought that was a bunch of BS, but there was really nothing I could do about it. And I actually embraced the fact that I didn't have a phone. Not now that I got another one, it's, it's nothing, but yeah, like, like I went this whole time without one. I didn't want one. I didn't want anything tied to my name. No, there's no such thing as going off the grid in today's time, man. Get that out your head, silly. That, that doesn't exist, right? I, I just didn't feel like having something directly attached to me. And it felt good going through that break until I, like, it was necessary that I had to do it. And now it's necessary, but I've taken care of it. So, I'm tripped out about the phone, right? Because, like, I had all kinds of stuff. I had, like, these audio files from the crazy, this crazy neighbor that I probably never told anybody about on this podcast that I had in the last apartment I was staying at, man. Um, we're not even going to get to that in, in, this, in this episode because, like, that's a whole episode unto itself. Like, really. And I don't even know if I want to revisit it because, like, I had to go to court for a year, a whole year. And the, the first the first court case was actually on on, on my birthday, right? Because the incident happened on July the eighth, and September was the first court date, September the eighth. So, and this all ties into everything that's going on. So, because this is the timeline. So, um, I had a bunch of audio of like, because I had hours of this woman like death threats all kinds of stuff talking about burning down the house all kinds of crazy stuff and like i I will tell you guys the outcome of this woman like uh i was told by somebody that um i associate with the neighborhood i grew up in that is adjacent to the neighborhood that i'm in now um they told me that the next person or whatever moved in the apartment and she had a small child and um, on this particular day, this woman basically had no clothes on. She was in the front yard and she was making weird noises at this woman's child. 
and the woman beat up beat up and she see she had this thing where like she pop off all this stuff and then take off running in her house well this woman went in her house behind her and beat the brakes off her in her house much deserved much deserved I it, it wasn't for me it wasn't for any of my people and this is kind of what this broad wanted and I don't know what's up with that broad I don't care about that broad at this point because like I said we went to court for a year you showed up one time and the reason why you didn't show up because you didn't want any of this to go to discovery because I, I, I sent my public defender all of those audio files probably like a, a, a not even a third of them maybe maybe 128th of the actual files that I had but I gave her like the, the most important ones and she was like this is the woman that's saying you assaulted her and I'm like yeah and all of these audio files are timestamped as well so you can see this is clearly before all, all, all of this even went bad like it's been bad nobody nobody wanted to do anything about it from the realty company to like they won't do anything and it was just a problem that i had to deal with and i had to deal with it through the beginning of covid might i add because i i'll never forget on the day the governor actually shut down everything this woman was in the front yard with five people gathered barbecuing like we literally had to call the building manager to be like hey didn't the governor just shut down everything and tell everybody not to be around anybody well why is this person doing this outside talking about you know oh the reason why they don't want us to get together is because uh they want to stop the revolution or some 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 goofy type response like that man and this woman literally had to come and break her little shingdig up in the front yard and was like you gotta like stop like there's something really wrong with this woman man you know um anyway regardless of that because like i said this is all in the same timeline so i'm 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 still working for for, for one restaurant at this point and uh I start a conversation maybe about a month ago with my with one of my friends from India. Most people are like, "How do you get the India in India connection in the United States?" Well, it's the internet, man. I use the internet to dig and to dig deep, and I've always tried to keep my actual existence as accurate as i can as a reputation a representation um online socially as an avatar right and back in 2013 i was a part of a contest called numbers on the board um says produced the beat i mean shouts out to says i really like to talk to him if anybody hears this podcast from india and they know how to get in touch with um with says my homie Shajil. Um, like tell him to hit me up because I, I I really I, I really feel like it's time to put to put this 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 uh this magnum opus together. And I feel like he's one of the few people that, that could give me the type of production that I need to be able to take it to a place it needs to go. And this is coming from a producer and an engineer. Yeah, he's just one of those guys, man. Um, 
So I won the contest in 2013, right? I was a part of this contest. I was the only American in it. I think there was like 23 people. I was the only American in it. And, you know, they, they was, they, there was some, some artists I felt were better than me. Um, there was one guy named Philip Benjamin. Philip Benjamin, talented dude, man, talented dude. You know, my brother Sizzy, man. Um, there was a lot of cats that had potential, man. And I hope I hope they still tapping into it because this isn't something to take lightly. This is something that's been with my life, in my life, for majority of, of my life. So um, I win this contest. For some reason, I've just always been drawn and it's been an ebb and flow. It's not been a one-way street. The country's always been drawn to me. And a big part of my friends list on Facebook, a majority of them are from India, might I add. So, um, shouts out to my homie X, brother V, um, my homie Viper. Uh, so on and so forth, man. So, yeah, ecstasy, ecstasy was a, was one of the judges. Brother V was one of the judges too, and they gave very detailed um, critiques, and they were honest. They were brutally honest, and but they were professional, and they had they gave the person getting critiqued room to grow. It was. It was the perfect learning experience. If I, if I could do it again, I'd do it again. And again and again and again. Because it was a beautiful experience. I won the contest. And at some point, maybe about four or five years prior to 2021, um, um, I was... I was um, I befriended a man that became that was because he always was he didn't become anything he always was with brothers and uh, uh, Mr. Meta and um, he has his own record label, Comeric Records. So look them up, cause you know I'm, I'm affiliated with the label. I do work on the label. I'm an artist on the label. I'm a part of the label. So uh, Comeric Records, and we had just been friends just through like just friendly conversation on Facebook. Like it wasn't anything really pertaining to music it was just some like hey what's up man how you doing da, 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 da. some words of encouragement and it's like yeah man I, I really like this guy's vibe man like like he doesn't have to do this but you know it's just one of those like you don't it's not because you you, you you have to do it or you need to do it it's just because you want to do it you know and 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 the vibe that he always gave me just made me feel like at home and um one day he inboxes me like maybe in 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 the like I said a month maybe two before all this happened and I'm talking about the Tony Tone song because that song is called the war 
So you can look up Murdoch Faceless Emmy War DLC, The War on Facebook. You'll find a video, right? And um, so we're inboxing each other, and he asked me, he was like, um, "Would you be interested in collaborating on a song with me?" And I was like, "To be honest with you, I thought you'd never ask. I don't know why I haven't asked you." And so he sends me a song. And the song is called Andas. And to my recollection, the chorus, because it's it's sung in his native tongue. And the chorus is about a young man that falls in love with a woman, but not just a woman. Well, a woman, but but it's really what he falls in love with is the way that she presents herself to him and the way she carries herself. I think that's how he explained it to me. So once he explained it to me, I was like, you know what? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. So he sends me an instrumental. And I, I'm really digging the instrumental, man. Like the in- instrumental is bopping, man. And he's got his hook on it. And and I got a rap. So I had two verses, right? And... um. So I was thinking to myself, I was like, what am I going to write about, man? What can I write about? I could do so many things, but this is a different situation with different people in a different part of the world. And he's talking about love. The basis of the song is about love. So I said, why don't I write this song about love? And I wrote this song about my current girlfriend because I've always told her about how I felt about her. But... Instead of me doing something on social media, I wanted to do something that was tangible. Something that could weather and stand the test of time. Like lyrics in a song. And it wasn't overly about her. I mean, like, if you listen to the song, you won't even know it's all about her until the the end of the second verse. How it should be, I think. And... I almost didn't say a name, but I was like, nah, I should, because I don't need, you don't know, the listener doesn't need to make a mistake about what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about. So I'm talking about a lot of things. Um, I, I, I talk about how, you know, if you operate under the guise of hate, um, you're going to have more problems than you will operating under the frequency of love. So you have to keep that in mind, regardless of everything that you're seeing right now, what you're going through, love is the only thing that's going to fix it. And yes, you're going to see some bad things. It's about to get to zero dark 30. But love is love will fix it all. If love's given enough time, love can fix anything. Just needs a little time. So I record the song. We got a little studio at my house. Um, and, uh, you know, I make them like a little draft. I engineer up some stuff, get my vocals tight, how I want them to sound, and I send them back everything. Um, excuse me. He's a master in engineer. So, you know, he wanted, for the people that actually do audio and know what I'm talking about, the jargon, he wanted stems. So I gave him the stems with no effects. And, um, he took it the way it needed to be. He sent me um, 
one one of four or five versions because that's that's the thing we got going we usually like we usually like vet through versions of songs and like get the parts that work the parts that don't work da, 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 until we both agree on it and then you know we sign off on it and go with it as the final version so we got a final version we put a little phone video together after he sent me the audio i recorded myself he recorded himself like out in the in the world and I sent him the video footage, he edited it all together, and he put the song out there. Um, which was literally the next week from the song I did with Tony Tone. So I'm trying to say all of this, and I'm putting the emphasis on this because it might not hit you yet, but like this is what psychologically it was going through. Um, I went from potentially getting permanently shadow banned right to going completely viral on YouTube and the song that we did it got 20,000 plays in a day yes 20,000 plays in a day by the end of the month I think it I think it capped off at about 77,000 plays and uh that that was that was a month august was a month that i i couldn't have expected that 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 was nobody else but god that was the god frequency and it's the first time i've ever experienced something like that and it was surreal to like to literally refresh this video on YouTube and see that thousands of people have played this song in the time that I was looking at the video to me refreshing it. It's surreal, fam. It is surreal. So I went viral last year. Yeah. From getting medically misinformation banned, losing my phone, dealing with, with all of that. And now I went viral. And like people are just playing it. It's just playing and playing it every day that, that, that it just, it's out there. This video is actually trending on YouTube. Like, like every time you refresh the YouTube thread, this song is in the thread. And it's like, this is, wow. It was almost too much. I, I almost couldn't grasp it happening real time. It's just like, I don't, wow. So, <clears throat> I did at least last year. I did two other two other singles, right? I think one single did like the next single, which was "Never Give Up," did like sixty-four thousand plays in a month. And then the other song, me and my brother, featuring Sizzy, um, and my homie Salankin. Uh, I believe I got that right. I hope I didn't butcher your name, brother. But uh, he played a sitar. On 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 the um on on the song because I made the beat. I didn't make the beat for Never Give Up or On Dies, but I made the beat for me and my brother. And uh, it's a different beat. I mean, but it's really cool because that song got about twenty eight thousand plays. And to say we dropped this song in December, which is at least from. All of the marketing people I follow, they say it's a no-no to drop songs in December. I wanted to do it as a test 
to see where my fan base was at. And the fact that I even got 28,000 plays in like the second week of December, um, that said to me everything that I need to know. My fan base is solidified, right? I'm working on on the next single now. Like it's just finding the time because today was Fat Tuesday, Mighty Cry, the end of Mighty Cry, and I know everybody was partying. And the guy that was filming my 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 my, my single, giving me the footage for it. Um, I'm pretty sure he was out like doing some things. I kind of played it close and stayed at home today and didn't do anything. Well, I did do some stuff. I made two beats, I think, but. Um, you know, I didn't like go out and like hang out and do parades. I don't do all that stuff. So, um, the song, it blows up. I go viral in another country. And it's just been a roller coaster ride, man. A roller coaster ride, man. From the crazy neighbor to being an international star on YouTube. You literally got caught up to everything that's basically happened to me short of work weeks and work days from June to July of 2021 to right now. So the next single that I'm working on is a single called Drowning in My Dreams. And I look forward to getting this to you guys soon. When I get it to you, I'll be sure to um, leave some links and stuff like that in these uh, podcasts. So, yeah, man, it's just been it's just been a beautiful, beautiful journey, man. And it's far from over yet. So keep your eyes out for that aspect of what I'm doing. Um, there's been a lot of other things that have been happening, but I think I'm going to cut it off for right here and save anything else that I feel I need to say for a whole nother segment. So illustrious minds podcast, Michael Murdoch McCray, also known as Murdoch faceless. Yes. SoundCloud.com forward slash M-U-R-D-O-C hyphen numerical value one. It's one of the links to a big chunk of my music. So until next time, guys, it's always nice rapping with you guys. And I look forward to uh, starting this back up since I downloaded this app back on my phone. Let's get it.